Hi everyone, welcome to the Ask Mike show. We are back and I'm here with a very special guest. I'm talking to the queen of social media, Rachel Pedersen. She's the founder and CEO of the award-winning social media marketing agency, The Viral Touch. And she's also the founder and CEO of Social Media United. Rachel is a top social media marketer and consultant, worldwide viral sensation and leading authority on storytelling through social media and Facebook ads. She started out in 2016 while working a normal job and within six months she, re she replaced her income and built clients that love working with her. We talk about a whole host of stuff from how she got started, you know. MySpace was her first thing. That was what she got involved with first as a person. And then when she started helping people with their social media, that became Twitter was the first thing. And she tells a funny story about how she got started and all the different stories that ran through her head when she very first started to help people with their social media. We talk about how to set big goals, how to take actions towards those things, but also the idea of balance as well. The fact that you've got to make time for yourself. And after that, we dove into her most recent social media platform that she helps people with. It's TikTok. It's the place where she has over 100,000 followers. It's the place where she shares the majority of her content and helps other people do the same we go through best practices whether you need to dance is dancing a thing that you need to do who knows rachel shares more in the rest of the episode certain ways that you can put content out there the different kinds and we also have something very special for you at the end so rachel talk to us a bit about how you started on social media as as a human as a person and then what it was like to start helping people with theirs as well i love that question um especially because this the backstory is kind of interesting i started actually on MySpace. I loved MySpace. I still miss it sometimes. It was so fun. And basically like I geeked out on MySpace because I was kind of grounded and my parents were kind of strict while I was growing up. So I spent a lot of time online. And so MySpace was my jam. I spent so much time on there and I learned how to do like custom coding and get the songs on my page and stuff. I loved it. Um, but then my second real big push into social media was actually when I was a single mom and I was tweeting to people that were on reality shows and they would start to tweet back. And I was like, this is so cool. Like this is so rewarding being able to watch someone on a TV show and then they respond like, what is this? It felt like it was a portal into a whole new world. Yeah. So I definitely geeked out on social at several different points in my life. And when I first started helping people, it was a really interesting thing because I so did not feel qualified at all. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't educated in marketing. I didn't have any real experience. So it was a little bit nerve wracking for me, but the client that I started with, I was a hairstylist and she came in for highlights and we started talking about like social media and business. And she said, can you show me your tweeter? And I was like, sorry, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And basically I realized she needed help with Twitter, a lot of help because she was walking around asking people to show their tweeters. <laughs> and I said to myself, like, I don't feel like an expert 
But if I don't help this woman, she's going to walk around asking people for that. Like that, I can't let her go into the wild. She might see something she doesn't want to see. But honestly, I realized I'm an expert to her in this moment and I can support her. So that was my first real time helping people with their social media. It's interesting when you bring up that you weren't sure if you were an expert, but then you were to that person it's interesting how the perception can kind of shift it's almost like it's not really about you it becomes about them you know you, you hear it a lot that as long as you're only a few steps ahead of the person you're helping you're an expert to that person is that something that you you carried over into the other platforms I definitely would say so. And I know that there's like kind of a fine line between, you know, like the movie, did you ever see the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. <laughs> One of the interesting things is being an expert to someone several steps behind you and his scenario, the major difference is that he never was truly like delivering and he got caught if that makes sense yeah i think one of the weirdest realizations for me as i get to know more and more people who are multi multi-millionaires and billionaires is that there isn't really a manual for it and so a lot of them are forging a path for the very first time and even at points they don't feel like experts but they have to just keep moving forward with confidence and as long as you keep going keep growing keep delivering and showing up not dipping out like Leonardo DiCaprio did in Catch Me If You Can, you're actually truly fulfilling something that you didn't previously know how to do. And that's an interesting methodology, but it is, I think, a fine line, which is interesting. Is it something that starts off as a thought and then you find out that you can actually deliver on it? Or is it a case of you don't push the boat out so far that you're never going to be able to deliver on it? So you sort of delude yourself into thinking that, hey, I can do anything. In actual fact, because you've not tried yet, you've not figured out what you are capable of, just sort of match yeah. the thoughts with the actions. Where do you sit on that? Yeah, I will say that I've definitely discovered my own limitations. And generally speaking, I've developed this kind of mindset over the last few years of, honestly, I can learn anything. I can do just about anything with business or funnels or offers. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. And mm -hmm. so I've learned to under promise a little bit as funny as that sounds and not guarantee results for anyone because I can't it's outside of my control but given enough time anything can happen I just don't want to stretch myself or push myself to I guess commit to too much work in time that I can't get it done but it always does start as a thought like what if I were to do this and so I personally, like I'm actually looking at right now my whiteboard in my office and I put huge goals on my whiteboard. For example, by April 10th of 2021, I will have done $10 million in revenue. That's one of our huge stretch goals that I'm really excited about. I'll have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'll have a million TikTok followers. And I don't necessarily know how it's all going to happen. But I know that if I have the thought and I focus in on it every single day, that's going to remind me to make sure that my actions line up with the actions of the person who would achieve those things. That makes perfect sense because it is about finding that, that line that you can't really cross until you've got a couple of you know, stripes under your soul almost. You know? You've got to put the work into a certain extent, otherwise you won't get anywhere. But then it's so often that you see people 
convince themselves that they're amazing, if you will, <laughs> or they, they kind of do it to the extent that they sort of sit there in their ivory tower and not really doing a whole lot to actually make it work. So when you put it like that, it's great having the big goals that you do have, but you've got the sort of faith in yourself almost that you can do whatever it takes, no matter what it takes to be able to get there. Absolutely. And I will say I have learned to be realistic with my time, if that makes sense. I keep bringing time up because I don't want to overextend myself or find myself in a position where I can't get sleep, right? Like that's important. I want to make sure that there's still time for family, that there's time for rest, that there's time for uh, exercise. So could I say one year from now, I'm going to do a marathon? Yeah, but then that's going to take up a lot of my energy and time away from things like business and family. And so is it more realistic for me to say, I would love to be able to run like three to six miles? Yes, absolutely. And so of course, if I didn't have like kids and a family, I would make a lot bigger goals to be totally honest. But the truth is this is a season where the kids need a lot. My body needs a lot. I'm, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. Um, so it, it's very important to me to recognize, can I do everything? Yes. Should I do everything in every season? No, that wouldn't make any sense. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, I do think I'm amazing. And I think every single person can do with a dose of self-confidence and really believing in themselves. But just because we're amazing doesn't mean we have to say yes to every single thing and every single opportunity. It's curious that you bring time up in the whole timeline thing because it's so, so often people write down goals and they stack them all up on top of each other and it can make life very difficult, you know, including social media, right? The whole sort of, I want millions of followers yesterday and all that kind of thing. But I think that when, when you think about like the timeline of it all, like when, when I first started doing my own sort of social media, I was like, okay. It's great having the big goals, but then have the medium-sized goals is fine as well. But then when do I start doing such and such a thing? Well, I can't do that right now. Again, using your word, the whole, the idea of seasons, right? But then in six months, could I do it? Maybe. So we'll put it in the diary for in six months time, I'll start to do this. And it's amazing how, how much you're able to do when you're able to stack things up in that way. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that we need to do for ourselves is make sure that we're not being too hard on ourselves. It's a really interesting like balance. Do you know what I mean? Not beating ourselves up for a lack of progress, but at the same time pushing ourselves. And I feel like you can almost like start the day with one feeling, which is like, I'm going to forgive myself for yesterday. I'm going to let yesterday go. It's a new day, a fresh opportunity, but I'm also going to push myself and make sure that I go even harder today than I did yesterday. So it's it's a really weird, like, I guess, paradox <laughs> to not go, be too hard on yourself, but also not to be too easy on yourself. And I, I definitely find that the, the only constraint is how I want to use my time. I literally truly believe that if I wanted to, I could run a marathon a year from now. I really truly believe if I wanted to, we could do 20 million in revenue a year from now. But I do choose to find that beautiful sweet spot between being too hard on myself and being too easy on myself. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely echo that. It's amazing what you can achieve when 
when you think that way. I, th I think it's worth touching on the, the current trend of social media. It's worth thinking about because lots of people would probably see it as, oh, we're not ready for TikTok yet, right? Kind of ahead of the curve. My audience isn't on there. And then looking back over your, your videos and all the things that you've done, it's proof that you know everyone's on TikTok now. So treat it as if, it's just like any other platform, really. So talk to us a bit about how you got started in TikTok. What was the, the sort of process like for you to go from, I'm going to give this a go, to like, oh, my God, this is working. And then you see so <laughs> many people that are struggling with it, and you go in there and help them. So talk to us a bit about TikTok and how you got started. Absolutely. So I actually started just about two years ago. Um, I was on this, like, this affiliate yacht trip to the Bahamas from Russell Brunson. And it was so fun. But one of my good friends, Annie Grace, who is a New York Times bestselling author of This Naked Mind, which is a phenomenal book about sobriety versus, um, yeah, drink the drinking culture. But she was like, Rachel, you've got to check out this app, TikTok. Like, it's so fun. I can see it being your personality. And I was like, you know what? I would love to. Like, let's do it. And so we recorded our first few TikToks on that trip down to the Bahamas. It sounds so crazy and like ritzy, but anyways, <laughs> it was just this really enjoyable thing. And at first I put up a lot of cringy videos. I've taken some of them down from the beginning because I was like, wow, these are really embarrassing now that I understand the culture of TikTok. But some of them are still up so people can still see them. And I was really just trying to find like my feet, like what, what is this platform about? You know, a lot of marketers, most marketers aren't on this platform. They don't understand what to do. So I think it's a pretty open playing field. And then over the next few months, I put out a few more videos and one of them overnight got 9,000 views when I only had like 60 followers. And I was like, this is pretty crazy. I think this is really worth like taking a look at. And so then I put up another video a few weeks later and it reached like 36,000 or 50,000 views with only a couple hundred followers. So I was like, this is insane. Okay. So I'm going to go all in on this platform. And I'd love to say like, I jumped all in and really did it, but I'm going to be honest. I'm a mom and I had a new baby and life gets a little crazy. So it took me a while. It was about nine or 10 months ago where I was like, wow, I haven't really done much on this platform for several months for actually like over a year. I've done just little bits here and there. I haven't put my heart into it and I've grown by several thousand followers. I think I should put some intention and time into this. And over the last 10 months, I've earned, uh, I think it's like 192,000 followers. And we now get like 15 million views per month. So it's, it's grown really fast. And that was kind of my first foray into TikTok. It sounds interesting because you were on it two years ago, which as of recording this, loads of people still think TikTok is early. So two years ago, there was probably like just a handful of people on it. I say that knowing full well, that's probably not true, right? But there wasn't as many people as are on it now, and yet you must have been on it early doors almost, and then you found your feet and you were able to, to grow it to what it is today. So it's been, it's definitely been a wild ride because you've got kids and fitting family in and all that sort of stuff. So it can't have been easy to fit it in around everything else that you were doing and then having family as well. One of the things that... I want to sort of touch on 
or some best practices because I know you're a believer in you don't need to to dance on it if you're a business owner you don't need to do all the things that you see a lot of people doing and still make it work for you so if we're talking business owners we're talking entrepreneurs what are some best practices to get started but then also once you do your thing of finding your feet and now trying to put some intention behind it where would you take your TikTok from there as well? Mm, good question. So I think it's good to first and foremost, check out the platform a bit and kind of spend some time sitting back and watching what's going on. And it can be very overwhelming at first when you first go on, you're like, oh my gosh, everyone is dancing. Like, is that what I have to do to be cool on this platform? Yeah. And I will say I do dance on this platform, but the reason for that is because I am absolutely obsessed with having fun. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So basically, um, I, when it comes to TikTok, I recommend spending a little bit of time understanding what the platform is about. But then what I really discovered was the difference between trending content and evergreen content. There are really several different ways that you can use the platform. And the two main ones that I see uh, this is actually the main one is most people are trying to become an influencer on TikTok. Not that that's wrong at all, but for those of us who run businesses, we have very different metrics. For example, Charlie D'Amelio, she's the most popular person on the TikTok app. A year ago, no one knew who she was, and she's grown to over 40 million followers in just one year. So suddenly she's famous. She danced with JLo. She's meeting up with celebrities. She was in Super Bowl commercials, and she was sponsored by Prada at a rate of a rumored $100,000 per post, which is awesome. But that's not what most of our goals are, right? That just doesn't line up for most business owners. So we have to look at the platform really differently. And while trends can be a great way to go viral, and it's what most people are trying to teach on this platform, instead, we have to look at lead, uh, lead generation and truly seeing TikTok as a top of funnel marketing strategy for our business. And when you discover, oh my gosh, the upside is potentially unlimited. This is very viral platform. This is kind of crazy, actually, Mike. Like there are nearly 1 billion monthly active users on TikTok and Easy. almost 30% of those users are over the age of 30. That means that there's hundreds of millions of people in many of our target markets hanging out on this app, just waiting for us because our competition is too scared to get on. And we have totally a blue ocean opportunity to jump in. No one else is fighting there and Crazy. so yeah so the other type of content is evergreen content that's educational uh, not as much entertainment not quite as much emotion maybe a little bit of engagement those are the four E's I follow with TikTok it's a totally different way to look at this platform and truly master the game without people even noticing what you're doing definitely a, a crazy thought and I think I think I think it's becoming more important recently but I, I guess it's is when do you leap you know when do you suddenly start taking tiktok serious and i think you probably mean from what i've seen from your stuff from everybody else's that i do sort of pay attention to you should probably have started taking it seriously last year but uh now is always a good place to do it second place you know second place <laughs> is right now 
Yeah, absolutely. The weird thing is though, um, even though it feels like there's a lot of people on TikTok, it still is an open opportunity because most people are still feeling really uh, not skeptical, but when it comes to business, most business owners aren't jumping in. So it still is time for early adoption. You still see the early adopter benefits. It's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Rachel, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, how can people share more about their stuff? Is, is TikTok good for the exclusive sort of content or should people stick to like just kind of sharing other people's stuff and jumping on bandwagons and, and all that sort of thing? Great question. So I'm a huge fan of the trends because they're great for getting viral exposure, but I recommend actually delivering educational content on this platform consistently that lines up with your brand. Now, if you can combine the trending content and the different challenges that you see on your For You page with educational content, that's where you really find a sweet spot. So you'll often see me doing a dance and like every single, you know, move of my arms or my hip will literally make a piece of text pop up on the screen that delivers value. Ah. So it's a great way to kind of marry this platform with education in a way that's really fresh. Awesome, Rachel. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you you carving out the time and I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Mike. There we have it. Rachel joining me in the studio talking all about social media and TikTok. She has a TikTok starter pack to help you get started. I'll put a link to that in the show notes and she's on all the social media platforms from facebook to instagram so I'll give you a chance to follow rachel on those platforms as well make sure you leave a review if you haven't already subscribe if you're brand new to the show so that you don't miss any of our future episodes and i look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode